Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 15 of All This and World War II. We're still in the antagonists section. We are still discussing Nazi supervillains and Hitler. Hitler's here too, even though he doesn't have any superpowers. In the Marvel Universe, Hitler is like the Uncle Marvel of Nazi supervillainy. But on this page, we get two honest-to-God Nazi supervillains. Only one of them has actual superpowers, but the other one is a scientist, and therefore he possesses the greatest superpower of all, glue. You thought I was going to say intelligence or science or something like that, but that's a means to an end. When you're a Nazi supervillain, brains are how you get there. The destination is glue. We begin this page with Baron Zemo. Now, the illustrations in this book are black and white, but even based on the illustration here, Zemo seems like the kind of guy who would be purple, and indeed, he is purple. He's got kind of a tunic, he's got boots, he's got pants, he's got little fur cuffs on his boots, and he's got fur at the bottom of his big full head mask. He's wearing, mask is even like a misnomer. Think of like a coif, like a male coif, where there's just like an opening for the face and the rest of it is chainmail that goes all the way like over their head and their neck and down to their shoulders, except there's no opening for the face. It's just like a hood, but with no jacket and no opening for a face, like that. Zemo wears that. He's mostly purple but he does have an aristocratic flair. And most importantly, he has a shit ton of homemade Nazi glue. Baron Zemo, as many comic scientists do, really made his name on one invention. And that invention is Adhesive X. Adhesive X is sort of like sovereign glue if you play D&D. It's just glue, but it's only when you make a glue so strong that the Hulk has trouble getting his hands free if you stick his thumbs together that you realize how versatile a substance glue is. Zemo is not really an A-list villain, and he's even been somewhat overshadowed by his son, who is also Baron Zemo, but that Baron Zemo has more of a form-fitting mask, a little bit more of a modern look. But the original Baron Zemo, he's got a lot of supervillain achievements under his belt. He's kind of flying under the radar because, because first of all, biggest thing on the resume, it was Zemo who launched the drone whose explosion resulted in what was believed to be the death of Captain America and Bucky at the end of the Golden Age. Now, in reality, neither Captain America died nor, as it much later turned out, did Bucky, but it's comic books. I mean, nobody ever really dies. The question is, how many years of death did you rack up until the inevitable reversal? And Bucky was dead for like 50 years before it turned out that he was never dead after all. Those are pretty good numbers. So that's the big thing. But skimming down through his Marvel Wiki entry, uh, he invented a death ray in 1942. Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos did take him out. And this did cause great public shame for Zemo, who started wearing the hood over his face to disguise himself because everyone hated him. But I don't think that's fair. Baron Zemo invented a death ray. The Allies' top commando team was sent to break that death ray. Net result, zero death rays, which coincidentally is the same number of death rays that all these fucking German peasants who are heckling Baron Zemo ever invented in their lives. So fuck off, German peasantry. Uh, Baron Zemo invented Adhesive X, a very powerful glue, sets in one turn, unearthly strength. Now, once again, things didn't go great. Captain America came after him in the scuffle. Zemo got Adhesive X all over his head, and that's why he now cannot take his mask off. 
But don't think of it as a karmic punishment for a horrible Nazi, although it is that. Think of it as serendipitous marketing. Motherfucker invented the ultimate glue and then got a big purple sack glued to his head and wore that sack for the rest of his life. What more do I have to say to sell you on this glue? If I come to your door, knock, 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 may I speak to the lady of the house? I'm selling the world's strongest adhesive. She says, well, I am in the market for some glue, but aren't you Baron Zemo? Yes, I am Baron Zemo. Why did you wear your purple sack to my home today? Well, it's a funny story. I am, of course, the inventor of Adhesive X. I got some Adhesive X on my head, and this sack is stuck. I can't take it off. Baron Zemo has been wearing the same bright purple hood on his head without a break for decades because the glue is that good. If this glue started to get uh, liquidy and lose its bond in the heat, uh, if it didn't stand up well to humidity, don't you think... Baron Zemo, of all people, would know that and would have booked a flight to Louisiana or wherever the summer after this glue accident and pulled this fucking sack off his head. But he never has because it can't be done. There are no tricks. There are no loopholes. Adhesive X. I'm not just the president of glue club for Nazis. I'm also a victim. So in this game, Baron Zemo has adhesive X and he's got a shitty ray gun. I don't care about the ray gun. Everybody's got a ray gun. Zemo's is no better than anybody else's. And like most ray guns, you might as well have a Luger. Makes no difference. But that glue, infinite possibilities. Glue someone to the spot with unearthly adhesive power, they're going nowhere. If you were to glue someone's mouth and nose shut with adhesive X, they would die. Pull Moon Knight's hood down, glue it to his chest. Where is your conchu now in your hour of need when you're suffering a total eclipse of the face? And what about Namor? This is an opportunity for science. Glue his wings back to his legs. Glue him to his calves. Can he fly? Can he not? We'll find out. Because I'll tell you what, if you do that to Namor and then fly up in a helicopter, you're going to find out whether he can fly real quick. The Scion of Atlantis has no patience for pranks. You can do anything with glue. It's simple. It's beautiful. You may be wondering by this point, why am I going on and on about this? Is it the dumbest thing on this page somehow? Is there going to be a reversal? Uh, The answer is no. No. Despite what some people think, you know, Trapster... The Marvel superhero, formerly known as Paste Pop Pete, comes in for a lot of abuse because his power boils down to shooting sticky glue out of a gun. Maybe that strikes you as funny. The reality is there's nothing fucking funny about glue. Imagine drowning in glue. Imagine going into a room and there's quick setting glue on the ground and you get stuck and you can't move and it's piling up. And before you can find a way free, you're completely stuck and there's no hope of escape and the room just keeps filling and filling and you die choking on glue. However funny you think that is, that's how funny fucking Paste Pot Pete is. So there's nothing dumb about this. Motherfucker wears a fur-lined purple sack on his head, and he still has my respect. That's how good Adhesive X is. The reason I'm going on about it is to contrast it with the other character we find in this page. I refer, of course, to the inexplicably melon-headed Baron Blood. Baron Blood is pretty much a vampire. Like, there's a Marvel Universe official definition and profile for what vampires are. Baron Blood, kind of, sort of, like, basically, he's a vampire. And that really sets the tone for his vampire powers, which are the dumbest thing in this page because they are so vague and wishy-washy. I mean, just contrast, if I can return to Baron Zemo for just a moment, contrast the succinct description of Adhesive X. Quote, Zemo has developed an adhesive of unearthly strength, which sets in a single round. With the Weasley fucking verbiage, on all of Baron Blood's vampire powers. Quote, Blood possesses many of the powers of a normal vampire. Okay, good to know. He possesses some number of whatever powers a normal vampire has. Fantastic. 
quote, he can derive life from the blood of others with remarkable ability. What the fuck does that mean? Does drinking blood keep him alive? Like eating food? Does drinking blood extend his lifespan? Is that how it gives him life? Does it increase his stats, like the biovampirism described elsewhere in the Marvel Superheroes RPG system? Does it actually give him health back after he's been injured? Is that the sense in which it gives him life? No idea. And in any case, what does remarkable mean? This this is kind of where like the one system to rank them all breaks down, because I intuitively have a sense of what it is to be remarkably strong or remarkably fast. Like once you understand the order and you understand the scale of the system, I kind of know what you mean, at least if you say this person can fly at remarkable speed. What the fuck does it mean to drink blood remarkably? It doesn't mean that it causes remarkable damage because it says here that his bite causes, quote, good edged damage. See, that's all I'm asking for. That's rock solid. He bites you, you take 10 damage. I don't know what the fuck happens then. Something remarkable. Don't ask me. Quote, vampiric protection. Blood is immune to all physical attacks, though not slams and stuns, save those that normally harm vampires. Could you maybe elaborate? Am I fucking Van Helsing over here? What normally harms vampires? This is why I'm reading a vampire stat block. I need to know. Truly, the essence of what is written here is vampiric protection. As a vampire, barren blood is immune to all of the things except the things that vampires are not immune to. Now, to be fair, it does say specifically that barren blood is killed by a wooden stake through the heart. Also, being beheaded will kill him. Although, good luck with that. For his spine to be able to hold up that head, cutting through it has got to be like cutting through a fucking bridge cable. Silver weapons do normal damage. I appreciate that. He takes good damage from holy water or holy symbols. Could use a little more detail on how you apply a holy symbol to a vampire. Is there a range? Does he have to see it? But fair enough. It's a relatively light system. I can adjudicate. Quote, blood cannot stand garlic. What does that mean? Because he is a vampire, barren blood cannot stand garlic. I'm discovering this live on mic, but apparently my fucking two-year-old is a vampire because she can't stand garlic either. What what do you mean? If I feed barren blood garlic, what happens? Does his mouth, like, burst into flames? Does he vomit blood and become incapacitated? Does he just really hate it and run away? Does it just make him angry? Is this like saying barren blood cannot stand pineapple on his pizza? When we're all in the meeting figuring out how we're going to deal with this Nazi vampire, I'm like, I know what's going to get this vampire's fucking vampire goat. We'll get him all psyched that we're bringing pizza over. Then we pop it open. Bam. Pineapple. Such is the fate of the damned, we'll say, as we cackle and throw the little pineapple chunks at him. While this entry is not really any help about garlic, it does have a helpful note here. Quote, Unlike other vampires, Baron Blood does not take damage from sunlight. He was given special treatments by Nazi scientists to eliminate this vulnerability. Which, fair play to Nazi science. You're not going to hear me say this much, but... (laughs) Good for you, Nazi scientists. I mean, it's no adhesive X. Certainly in terms of your overall utility, your overall versatility, a really good glue beats this advance in vampire science. But I have to admit, giving some kind of a chemical bath to a vampire so that they can go out in the sun, it is impressive. As we'll see, though, there are side effects. Uh, What are Baron Blood's other bullshit powers here? Quote, hypnosis. Baron Blood has the remarkable ability to hypnotize potential victims by staring into their eyes. Would love more detail about what hypnosis entails, but I guess I can wing it. Quote, weather control. The Baron has poor control over the weather within a one-mile radius. Now, to be fair, weather control is a power with defined parameters in one of the core books for this game. So we do know what weather control is capable of. While this entry isn't helping me much, 
I can look it up in the core book and find that. For example, Baron Blood is capable of summoning a poor strength storm. And in the context of a poor strength storm, Baron Blood can strike his foes with poor strength lightning, which is frankly embarrassing. If I could strike people with poor strength lightning, I wouldn't, because four damage is not worth the letdown. If I strike someone with lightning and they don't even fall down, how can they ever respect me again? And finally, quote, flight. Unlike other vampires, Baron Blood does not need to turn into a bat to fly. In fact, the same treatments he undertook to protect himself against sunlight also prevent him from turning himself into a bat or a mist like most vampires. So these Nazi scientists, not only did they protect him from sunlight, but they also gave him the ability to fly in humanoid form, but they removed his ability to take on mist form and bat form. Let me take a moment to note how characteristically Marvel it is that we had to spend a lot of this entry and a lot of backstory on explaining why Baron Blood is not like normal vampires, because there is such a thing as normal vampires in the Marvel Universe. It's a convoluted enough continuity that if they hadn't explained this whole thing about Nazi scientists, they would have gotten a lot of letters. A lot of letters from people all up on their high horse about back issues of Doctor Strange and how they conclusively stated that X, Y, and Z are true about vampires in the Marvel Universe, and now here comes Baron Blood flouting the vampire rules. Marvel editorial decided to get ahead of it and just say, listen, Nazi scientists, they rejiggered his whole vampire deal. That's why he's a custom Nazi vampire. I didn't necessarily need that explanation, but fair enough if you want to put it in. You may have noticed what they forgot to put down on paper here is the rank of Baron Blood's flying ability, so I don't know how fast or maneuverably he can fly. That may not seem like a huge oversight, but given that one of the potential player characters is Vision, who flies with the speed and finesse of someone sitting on a lawn chair attached to too many balloons, it may come up which of these poor flyers is poorer. We may have a low-speed chase over Transylvania with these two backlit by pathetic lightning bolts. The dumbest thing on this page is that Baron Blood, I understand that he's just a vampire. And in some systems, it would be enough to say, Baron Blood has two traits, aristocrat and vampire, and that's it. This is not that system. We've agreed upon a certain level of resolution. It is not enough to tell me that he drains life from blood remarkably. You have to explain what you're talking about. Likewise, he doesn't take damage from any attacks except the ones he takes damage from. He can't stand garlic because he's a vampire. He can just fly, like non-specifically, at some speed, in some way, he can fly. Once again, just like with the head thing, which I'm still mad about, Baron Blood's writers are treating me like I'm supposed to know what's going on, and I'm the dumb one for not understanding it. But I'm not dumb. You're dumb. As always, the moral of this podcast, I'm not dumb. You're dumb. Anyway, I shouldn't be too down on Nazi vampires, because at least they're interesting. Join me next time as we move on from super beings to regular people, and boring ones at that, on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.